Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show, with where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have with us Alia. Nearly a decade ago, after a successful career as a journalist in Moscow, she left her native Russia for a new life in the United States. With her new single, Pleasure is Mine, Alia brings Russian fairy tales to life and encourages women everywhere to own their personal superpowers. And we're excited to have her on the show yes. today. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So this last 18 months has been tough for a lot oh, of people. It is. How have you, you know, how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through it? Yes, it was definitely a very hard year for everybody. And uh, especially for people who, I mean, not especially, but I think the people who work in the entertainment industry and musicians, mm -hmm. it's really hit hard, um, especially for someone who makes living uh, touring and playing life and nothing was working. So it was um, unfortunately um, not the best year. And um, um, I myself uh, was planning to release a single Pleasure is Mine that you just mentioned two years ago, it was ready together with um, upcoming album, but we postponed the release and um, the production for the music video that was scheduled also was postponed. So everything was postponed. Wow. And um, although it's um, not a very pleasant thing to postpone something, it's also gave me opportunity and my team opportunity to rethink uh, what are we doing, um, mm -hmm. the road we're moving, our priorities. So even though it was not the best circumstances. It still gave us time to polish um, the song, polish the release, and um, finish up uh, everything we were working on. Yeah, and that's like for us, you know, we launched the show January of 2020, so a couple yes. months before, before the pandemic, pandemic happened. And mm -hmm. I remember our original plan was to interview 100, interview, uh, 100 people, and we thought mm -hmm. if we could do that, be a great foundation for first year, yes. and then COVID happens. And I, right. as I'm watching things get shut down, I'm like, you know, we can't change it, but yet we can up our shows because, again, everybody needs a voice now. And yeah. because of that, we've done over 460 shows now. Oh, my God. That's impressive. <laughs> so that's been crazy. I, you know, it's kind of been our silver lining. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? Um, I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that that could be a career for you? Probably very early on. Um, I remember when I was about probably, if you look in the equivalent. Um, I'm sorry. There's people just calling me. I, I don't know if you want to just yeah, we, hear it. Yes, we, we can hear it. Because, okay, can I just pick up the phone? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why they just call like crazy and um, I'm not sure I can plug it out. I apologize for that. Oh, no problem. It's happening right now. Um, okay. Um, I hope they're not going to be calling. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to start over this question? Well, we're live, so. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> so, um, yes, I did realize very early on that um, it could be something 
that and again you know when you're talking about profession uh, some mm -hmm. people understand differently uh, very often when they say you only can call yourself professional if you're making money um, yeah. music was never for me about making money and i from this point of view i never actually considered that as a profession but i was always thinking about music and uh, songwriting and um everything that surrounds it from the perspective of um um something that i want to live with mm -hmm. something that pleases me something that i want to do every day that makes me happy and it happened early on uh, i remember that when i was sitting in school about the third grade probably in uh American equivalent of education system. And um, it was a math actually. And mm -hmm. something came to my mind, melody, and it was um, pretty deep in the fall. And fall in Russia is very different from fall in Los Angeles. It's very gloomy and you know, very moody. So something like that came in my mind, some moody song. And I started writing it down. And I remember the teacher got really, really upset. She came to me, she ripped it off and said, well, you have to get out from the class because this is the math we're doing, you know, two plus two, you're not supposed to do anything else. <laughs> So that was my um, very interesting, you know, memory. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Um, and um, surprisingly enough, uh, my way as an artist was not easy. You know, even mm -hmm. that uh, very mm -hmm. metaphorical memories that I have from my childhood, this is basically depicting my road as an artist. Sometimes um, some people, you know, they, their careers are very obvious. They discovered early on, they sign up with a major, they became popular instantly, and that's it. And, you know, they probably um, wrap up their careers also early on, but that was not my case. It was very uh, long, interesting, fulfilling road, full of obstacles, uh, full of um, discoveries. And uh, I'm very confidently can say that um, I feel very mature as an artist. I know who I am, and I'm actually grateful to go through all um, this interesting, um, um, you know, uh, roads and adventures, because that's what made me who I am today. And yeah, that's mm -hmm. actually a perfect lead-in for where I want this to go now, because, you know, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like your Blake Shelton's, your Miranda's, your Carrie's out there. They don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's one of the most sugar-coated, under-looked-at things. People mm -hmm. think, if I got talent, I can make it. But, but we both know that that is just not true. So tell us, take us back and let, tell us a little bit about the struggles and sacrifices you've had to make to get to where you are. Everybody's road is unique. And uh, the best thing that you can do is to believe in yourself. And if you're lucky enough, if there is another person in the room is believing in you as well, you're definitely going to make it through. And um, if it's for whatever reason will not happen even then, the life has something better offer for you. I wouldn't ever, ever give up. Um, I met so many talented people along the road that some of them were way more talented than me. Some of them were genius, but um, just some of them uh, broke through the system. I would call it the system and, um, you know, made it in public understanding what, what, it, what it is when you made it. Because um, when you're an artist, the criteria of um, how successful you are are very different. For um, 
outsider eye it might be money and fame, but yeah. for majority of the artists, especially uh, if they're really gifted, uh, the uh, definition of success will come down to personal satisfaction, with, which has to do with, do you happy with what you're doing? Are you proud uh, with what you're doing? And um, unfortunately, because of how the um, music business is built, especially if we talk about the popular music, um, if you signed up with the big company, you're not independent, you're very dependent. You have to do whatever you have to do to make the machine working, to make money. And uh, very often it burns out the artist. and. Um, so for the first thing is to understand um, where you at and what team you at. Do you want to be happy? You want to make someone happy? And um, this is where um, obstacles will be or will not be. The uh, obstacles, you know, if you want to just uh, take the road um, wide and clear, you just, uh, you know, have to, and again, you don't have to be super genius or talented. It's more about perseverance, about uh, hard working, about learning skills, about making connections and just keep going, uh, taking yourself out there. Don't sit in your cave, uh, release music. Luckily, we have opportunities uh, these days to release for independent positions so you can be discovered um, easier. Or uh, if you don't care about that, it's just, again, you know, hard working and um, just staying very true to your principles and be as unique as possible. Um, so, I mean, it is very different. Um, if you're asking for my personal um, experience and struggles, I have so many of them. I mean, <laughs> it's going to run, you're going to run out of the showtime. <laughs> <clears throat> so what are a few glory moments where you look back and like, wow, that I got to do that? type moments? Well, I'm really grateful that I um, actually said to myself at some point, and uh, surprisingly for me, my decision to um, pursue a career as a musician versus continue to be the journalist, which is kind of very close. Um, you know, you have microphone either way. Um, it, it came together with my um, immigration to United States. Uh, and um, I'm very grateful that I actually said to myself, yes, I will do that. And I did it. And this is the most glorious moment because since then I felt um, very comfortable in my skin. Mm -hmm. I um, felt that I will not be asking um, myself questions when I will be 99 years old, 100 years old. Oh, my God, what if I do that? Yeah. I, I just I just said to myself, no, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to do that. And I do not care about the results. I just want to make myself happy. I want to satisfy that creative side of me. And um, luckily for me, um, I was not just being blessed to release my music. And as I said, in, in the last five years, the music industry changed so dramatically. Um, anybody could do that. But I also found my listeners and I also found people that enjoy my music. And I uh, know that in some cases, my music was almost therapeutic for them. It helped people to overcome their uh, difficulties and mm -hmm. inspired someone. This is the uh, light moments that you're asking about. Most definitely. Yeah. You know, guys, you know, now what was the transition like from Russia to the U.S. for you? Um, it was not easy for me. And um, that's probably was the reason 
that later after releasing my first album and transitioning to my second single and now to my second album i um got very into global citizenship topic and the immigration and especially female immigration topic because uh my personal experience was so inspiring and um eye-opening um you know when you come to the new country and i don't know if you can relate i'm sure almost like everybody had at some point migration experience not necessarily yeah. as global as me but from street to street or from state to state even from school to school and uh when you come to the new environment you kind of losing yourself you're rebirthing yourself in some sense and whatever qualities you had whatever you had at that moment you don't have it you completely zero it down and that's what happened to me like i used to be incredibly i used to work at the radio station i was reading news with this step 15 minutes uh, mm -hmm. so i was uh, like for six hours in, in front of the microphone, I was very comfortable and public yeah. speaking yeah. was my strength. When I came to United States, it just it just suddenly disappeared. And um, I was shy even to open the mouth. So even call, you know, just solve some everyday things like order something because it wasn't me. It was somebody different. It was so um, raw and fresh. And um, on top of that, as I realized later on, was also perspective. So I wasn't sure, but also perspective of people who I am, because where I came from was also different from who I am. And with uh, these two um, obstacles, transition for me was not easy. Uh, it wasn't easy for me to um, come to the circle, even when, uh, you know, we, I, I have children. So even like little things like play date, I didn't know how to handle small talks, how to behave. It was not easy. And um, that was inspiring for me. I realized it not just me, but every single person that comes through that, uh, they experience sort of um, uncomfortable situation. And if the society would be a little bit more open and especially not treat mm -hmm. these newcomers with stereotype that certainly mm -hmm. exist, uh, the life would be so much better, not just for us, for me, but also yeah. for society. Because um, in 21st century, we move so freely. Yeah. Um, and it just will be increasing every and every day. Every single person on the planet will experience what it has to be an immigrant or migrant or just a newcomer, you and some sort of environment. If you're not going to learn how to treat people with respect, uh, you will never give it in return. So I, I think it's just such timely uh, and interesting moment. And um, I hope my um, voice will be helpful for people to start thinking about that, start discussing and talking about that. I definitely love that. Now let's talk yeah. about your single, um, Pleasure is Mine. Tell us about that and how yes, that came, came to be. Pleasure is Mine opens um, a little sneak peek to my upcoming album that's heavily inspired by Slavic mythology. And um, we just were talking with you about stereotypes um, as Russian-American, I'm not very happy how Russian females portrayed thanks to the media and the Hollywood. Uh, there is much more to the image that mm -hmm. exists mm -hmm. these days. And um, 
one of the interesting things when people talk or think about Slavic women and especially Russian women, the femininity comes to mind. And for whatever reason, um, very often people think that femininity, it's not good. It, it's something that makes you weak, something that yeah, um, says that you want to please someone, making you, your appearance yeah. more prettier. Yeah. And um, we don't think like that. And that's not mm -hmm. just my personal op opinion. Uh, to prove that, as I always say, don't take my uh, words for granted. Um, we treat it as a superpower. We treat it as the strength. And to prove mm -hmm. it, I went down to uh, Slavic legends and I took not just Russian, but all kinds of uh, different nations that were before <laughs> Russia became Russia. Yeah. Uh, they were totally like about 15 different nations and they formed then um, the um, Slavic uh, nation groups. Mm -hmm. uh, they all had legends, they all had folks, they all had songs. Uh, and, you know, that's all something that's prehistoric because history is very objective. But the folk is something that's where the pure essence of the nation usually lies. And um, I researched it and I took out... Um, the most vivid and beautiful fairy tales and legends that depicts uh, female characters. And I absolutely prove that concept that I'm talking to you about. These females, they were, they are, first of all, they're so uh, contemporary. They so, like today, the strong female is a trend. Everybody talking about empowering female, how important it is to uh, close the gender gap. And we watching the success of, um, um, you know, Wonder Woman movies and comics, it was all already exist in 1888 and 9th century in Slavic folk. These females, they absolutely beautiful, but together with them being strong, um, they're very feminine. They do not afraid to wear dresses. They have long hair. They wear, you know, beautiful braids. They pleased and strong with their femininity and this is the power and by using this additional um ad ad additional beauty let's call the element they not as strong in this myth and legends as men mm -hmm. they prevail uh, they better they stronger because this is something that makes them unique they do not need to wear pants or tie to mm -hmm. prove that they can mm -hmm. rule the world, they, who they yeah. are, and this is the power. And this is the wisdom that I put into the Pleasure is Mine song and that is song in the album, they developing the same story. I'm advocating and I'm um, trying to deliver the message that, you know, you should be who you are mm -hmm. and do whatever pleases yeah. you. If you want to be, if you want to say I'm a feminist, but at the same time you would like to wear a skirt, go go for it. Um, it, it it's your choice. You have to be very close to your nature. And this is the other interesting thing that comes from a Slavic mythology that I put to pleasure in my single. If you listen to the lyric, it's metaphorically female talking together, uh, talking to a river. And rivers were very important in Slavic mythology. They were not just trade routes, but they were also places where a lot of demons and spirits lived. It was like you talking to the nature and by talking to the nature, you're talking to yourself. And you know, the song was born actually in the middle of COVID. Um, and I think it's very symbolic when 
instead of going outside, we were kind of locked in our houses and our environments, and it we were forced to look inside. Mm-hmm. And um, I also think it's very symbolic that at this time, this song, this uh, this metaphors, all this uh, came together. Um, I see a lot of you know things coming out from here. I'm really, really proud how it came out. Awesome. Awesome. Definitely love that. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the team behind you. And in our opinion, the teams never get the love they deserve. So if you want to take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Absolutely. I'm very proud of my team. Um, The single pleasure in mine was co-produced together with Belshini. He's a uh, Grammy and Dove award-winning um, super professional. He's a legendary, uh, legendary man. And um, he brought the whole myriad of extremely talented people. And um, I was really overwhelmed when we started working on, on uh, the project because I don't have these titles, um, even though um, I might seem and feel mature in some way, and I am mature in terms of the road that I came through. But as an artist, I'm starting out, and um, I felt a little bit out of place. Um, I felt like, you know, I'm not good enough to be all these people surrounding me. But I guess this is this is what the real profession, professional is. They mm-hmm. did not push on me. They didn't say anything. They just let me blossom let me uh, express myself and then we just polished polished it and until final product was satisfying for uh, everyone and i uh, think it's such an important quality for producer and i'm really thankful for bill shanine for everybody who worked on uh, pleasure in mind uh, for that uh, because this is really important. If the artists have a vision, do not crush. And unfortunately, very often it happened with the young artists when they come to environment and they have a producer assigned to them. And instead of helping to artists to develop and grow, they just do something that has to do with their self-expression, which is very damaging to uh, creative soul. And Susan made a comment that said, and you blossom beautifully. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> so speaking of teams and all that, we have a third co-host. We do. Our little nine-year-old that we bring on. Christopher. Let him ask three Perfect. questions. Perfect. go get, get him. And we have a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugged into the show, too, because we are a family affair show. <laughs> That's impressive. <clears throat> so, you know, I can't imagine not doing it without the family. Yeah, absolutely. Now, children, they also, they, they always bring something fresh. Uh, they have different perspective. They mm-hmm. um, notice something that we don't do. They still see the magic in the air. Yeah, most definitely. I try to not ever lose that childlike faith. Absolutely. Good for you. Because, you know, you look at the world and you're like, you know, when people have lost that faith, that dream, that vision, then... What do they have left? I mean, they're just sitting there. They've already died on the inside, just waiting for the body to come with it. Right. Didn't agree more. <laughs> Here he comes. Hi, Aya. So what's your favorite food? 
What's my favorite food? You know, I'm a big fan of Japanese cuisine.、Mm. Um, it's not very patriotic, probably for <laughs> Russian lady, <laughs> but、um, I should say sushi.、Um, different types of sushi probably would be my choice,、um, and I also love green tea with traditional Japanese sweets.、Um, I used to work in Japan for some time, and I speak Japanese. Um, it's like、uh, my long, long passion. <laughs> <laughs> And what's yours? Mine is pizza. That's good. I like pizza、yeah. too. Yeah, he would eat it all day long if we gave it to him. <laughs> good. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show? TV show? Oh my God! You know what?、Um, I probably wouldn't be very original here because I'm not watching TV much,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever I name probably will feel very outdated. The last、uh, TV show that I watched was I I don't know I think like four years ago it was Americans actually.、Um, it was、uh, the show、uh, depicting.、Um, Russian spy couple, and I only watched it because I'm very curious every time when something about Russian comes on the market. <laughs> Because、uh, I'm Russian, I'm like really, really curious. Is it true how they depict it? And I'm,、um, I love to do research, so I usually look at the researcher. And、um, that was the last show that I watched. And what's yours? My SpongeBob, a good one too. And they've been around forever. Yeah, absolutely.、Right. So, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie.、Um, I think probably I would name the Avatar.、Right. It was really、um, experience. <laughs> And yours? Mine is the Minions movie. My kids love Minions too. Bye, Nick. Bye. Yeah, he loves to be on the show. We been、That's、on、perfect. pretty much every show. Not every、yes. show, but most shows. Brings a light. So, if you could co-write with any artist, who would it be?、Um, you know, I'm very flexible. <laughs> But if you're asking about、um, working together, you know, I, I really admire Celine Dion, and I'm not. I'm not.、Yeah. I know I'm not original here,、yeah. but.、Um, You have to understand. I come from Soviet Union, and、um, the majority of the idols that people create, they happened when you child, when you teen, and、uh, because of the historical obstacles that、um, Soviets had and the、mm. Russian Federation had in the country, we did not have had an explosion. Of the artists and especially everything around the culture, we didn't had much explosion. We only had certain, and、um, but they were the best. And Celine Dion was someone who I do remember from、um, being a child, from being a teenager. I had、um, her album on the tapes, you know, these old-fashioned tapes that you put in, inside the boombox.、Yeah. I had one of her first albums, and、um, I was learning how to sing using the tape. Because、um, in Russia they didn't really had a coaches、um, that can teach you、um, the Western thinking they call it. And、um, I graduated from my music school as an opera singer, so I have a very good classical background. And、um, I also used to do some folk singing prior to that. But when you learn to、um, 
sounds like Celine, uh, there is a little bit, you know, it's different skills. So I was just basically turning, was turning on this tape and was listening and trying to copy. And um, that's one of my uh, wonderful memories. And one of the auditions actually was uh, uh, trying her song. So yeah, if I would have a chance um, to ever stay on stage with her, that would be such a great, absolutely honor for me. And um, one of the dream that would come true. That is awesome. Yes. Now this probably has a thousand answers, but just think of the one that pops in your head, but what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. Something this pops out as somewhere over the rainbow. Wow. It's um, an interesting oh, song. Mm -hmm. It is. Very it is easy and uh, beautiful and just like a breathe of air everything is very natural and one of the biggest out there ever oh yes and yeah. everybody knows that everyone yeah. knows. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, how would you describe your music to someone who hasn't heard it yet very authentic very sincere definitely we're still within all right, love that. And what are some sources of inspiration for you? People that I meet. Oh, I love that yes. answer. Love that. And what would you want your legacy to be as an artist? How would you like to be known and remembered? I would love if um, people would. Um, remember me someone who made a difference in somebody's lives because um the end of the day as i mentioned at the beginning of our interview i'm not doing it for personal gain for me um being an artist means um give uh to give the better part of me to inspire someone to share and um not asking anything in return so if it will make difference for someone on any level, even just make you smile. That's uh, the legacy that I would like to be associated with me. Awesome. awesome. And if you could say anything to your listeners and followers, what would you want to tell them? Um, I was just encourage you to treat every day like it's your last one uh, and uh, hold on to your loved ones and just try to be try to be present life is very short but it's all yeah. yours <laughs> yeah the last 18 months we've realized how short life really is we have it's fun right. so um as we come to a close here so you had a friend of yours and they're in another country and they're about to make that transition from another country to the u.s to pursue a musical career what advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them as they run through this craziness to come prepared and um, not to be afraid of any difficulties it's definitely you have to definitely have a plan you have to understand where you go what do you do and um, you need to have the best uh, reels or demos of you uh, that you have and um, the best place to go is the place, the language of country you speak. 
so you can communicate easily. The language create a lot of barriers. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes I love to say that the art has no barriers, has no language, it does because um, as we were talked with you at the beginning of uh, the interview, it's not just about the talent, uh, it's a business, it's a system. And um, there is half of the talent, but there is half of the hard work, perseverance and the luck. So just come prepared, but project yourself on 100% and uh, just believe in yourself that that's really, really important. Love that. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find you. I not a very much social media person, but I do carry Instagram page. It's uh, alia.michelson. And um, also there is a website, um, aliaofficial.com and also aliamichelson.com where you can find not just uh, my music, but uh, some of my art explorations because I also do a visual installation and work with augmented reality. Um, I involved very heavily with uh, our family philanthropy institution, which called Michelson Philanthropies. And we do a lot of stuff um, in a lot of different areas. Uh, and especially I'm very proud of my project for uh, females, uh, for uh, immigrant females. Um, and you can all learn on this webpage and uh, you can reach out to me or my team. And I always happy to help if I can. Love that. Okay. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show we today did. and we look yes. forward to having you back down the road. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm 